This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, I'll be discussing the next film for Disney Week. This is a classic film that brought Disney Pictures out of financial debt, and it was the most financially and critically successful film since Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Based on the classic fairy tale, this episode is all about Cinderella. Okay, so some technical details about Cinderella. So, Walt Disney Pictures was $4 million in debt at this time, and this movie alone cost $3 million. And so, if the film was a financial flop, Walt Disney Pictures would have closed, and we wouldn't have any of the films we have today, um, such as, you know, Lady and the Tramp, um, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and so forth. So, this was a huge financial risk, just as much as uh, Snow White was originally, too. And so, they were really counting on making this a very good storyline, to having good characters, good music, and dialogue, because without it, it would have flopped. And, again, we wouldn't be talking about Disney today. So, it was critical that the audience is really connected and liked this movie. And so, that leads to the next point. The film was a huge financial success. In fact, so much so, it was the third highest grossing film of 1950. And just after the films, King Solomon's Mines and All About Eve, the Oscar winner for Best Picture for that year. So this is a very successful movie. And even more so than Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was. And it totally brought... Disney out of its rut from the 1940s to the World War II. And after this movie, Walt said, we need to focus on feature animation again. And this film, in particular Cinderella, is kind of seen as the end of the golden era of Disney. Because um, every subsequent film after this, up until recently, um, the films stopped being experimental and all that. They kind of just became more commercial. Which, which is good and bad. It's good because uh, we have classics like Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lane and the Tramp, all these other movies. Um, but at the same time, they weren't as um, artistic and as um, experimental as, let, let's say, Fantasia. So, um, this film's kind of seen as like, the turning point from the classic experimental era into the more commercial era that we all love and know today. Um, and speaking of Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland was being made at the same time as this movie, and Walt couldn't decide which movie he wanted to premiere first, so he said whoever finishes first gets to be the one that gets premiered. And of course that ended up being Cinderella. Um, and then Alice in Wonderland was released one year later. When I went to their studio, um, they said they're, they're always working on three or four movies at a time. So, highly stressful thing, I can't imagine. Um, but nevertheless, that's how they're able to release at least one or two movies a year. Because they're constantly working on them, constantly experimenting. So... We gotta give them credit where it's due. They're constantly trying to improve, trying to make movies, and 
I think that's really commendable. Okay, so now we'll get into the plot of Cinderella. So a young girl named Cinderella, she's forced to be a servant in her own home to her stepmother and her sisters. And her dad is absent because he had passed away earlier, um, not long after he remarried this stepmother. And they're just cruel to her. They're constantly making her do stuff that are just insane, like... Um, same amount of chores, the same amount of things for her to do. But she, despite it all, she has a happy demeanor. She, you know, connects really well with animals. She has good friends with, with them and is always a pleasant person despite her situation. And, uh, and then the king of the area, he announces a, a royal ball, um, to celebrate the return of his son, uh, the prince, and every maiden in the kingdom is invited because the king wants to marry off his son so that A, he can have grandchildren, but also B, so that the kingdom can continue. And so the stepsisters, they get all dressed up, ready to go, and they purposely try to make sure Cinderella doesn't go and give her tons of chores to do. And Cinderella's worried she won't be able to get it done. But her friends come through and help her make a dress. So she's able to go to the dance. Or to the ball, I should say. But when she runs downstairs, the stepsisters, they rip it up. They realize um, her dress was made of different dresses they had thrown out, gotten rid of. And uh, so she's totally heartbroken and distraught. And while she's crying and... <clears throat> and in despair, um, a fairy god, her fairy godmother appears, and with the with her magic, the magic of her wand, she's able to create a new dress for Cinderella, and also a carriage to get her to the the royal ball. And so she's able to attend, and the prince notices her, and they get connected. They dance together, and they instantly fall in love with each other. But the catch of the <clears throat> but the catch of the whole uh, magic is the spell will be broken by 12 p.m. Or 12 a.m., I should say, by midnight. And uh, and just in the nick of time, the clock starts ticking and Cinderella has to go. Um, but the prince doesn't understand why. She can't explain to him why. And as she's running away, her glass slipper falls off. And, you know, the prince picks it up. And he orders that the Grand Duke searched the whole kingdom to find the maiden who who can fit in those shoe, in that shoe. And so the Grand Duke, he's knocking house to house trying to find her, and he, stump, and he <clears throat> finishes up at the last house, which is the where the stepmother and sisters are, as well as Cinderella. But they lock her up in the tower to make sure she can't, to make sure she can't try on the shoe, because the ruling is, Whoever's foot fits in it is the one who's going to get married to the prince. And uh, obviously the stepsisters, their feet are too big. They can't put it on. So the Grand Duke's about to leave and Cinderella's totally distraught. But once again, her friends come through and they open the door for her. And they find the key to the door. And, you know, just as she's about to have it put on, um, the stepmother trips the the servant of the Grand Duke who drops the glass slipper and it shatters and the stepmother thinking she'd won you know she's smirking but then Cinderella's like oh that's okay I have the other one 
and then they try on the other one and and it turns out it is her she is the prince <clears throat> she's the one that the prince danced with so the prince and cinderella are married and they celebrate their happily ever after and that's the end of the film all right so that's the plot to cinderella i'm gonna go on a break real quick but first here's a message from our sponsor this podcast is brought to you by anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast here's how it's totally free there are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone but that's not all anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many many more you could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place so go on and download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today okay so we're back from our break now i'm going to get into some critical views and my personal views on cinderella all right so the new york times gives cinderella a 100 they state their reasoning because of the transformation sequence um where cinderella transforms from being um in that ratty dress until into her nice new dress from the fairy godmother and then rotten tomatoes gives it a 97 percent stating the rich colors the sweet songs the adorable mice and the endearing protagonist are the main reason why this film it has a high rating um you know just as much as cinder not cinderella just as much as snow white and then interestingly enough i did find a negative review from slant magazine and they said it sets up unrealistic relationship um it sets up an unrealistic relationship between the prince and cinderella that it would it was way too quick they just met each other after one day there's no way they could possibly have an endearing relationship like that although that does make sense logically um if you really think about it though this is a fairy tale and fairy tales are meant to not be realistic they're meant to be an exaggeration of what real life is because you know real life kind of sucks sometimes <laughs> so I personally don't think it does set up unrealistic expectations because well number one it's a fairy tale but also number two um, we have to give you know Cinderella credit she had so many horrible things happening to her it's kind of nice that she had something really good for her for once um, it's a very poetic way of her getting the happy ever after she really deserves all right so now we'll get into my personal views um i absolutely love the animation especially um the backgrounds the scenery the characters um, my favorite character design in particular is um cinderella they use live actors as reference and it, it really shows they look very very realistic compared to per se snow white where they did use some live actors but not as much and it it kind of shows that humans looked a little funny but in this movie they look very realistic and um i think they did a great job with that in this one the stepmother is a great villain though i don't fully understand her motives i mean i understand um you know she married the husband 
you know, to get his riches when he'd pass away. That kind of makes sense. But after that, you know, what are her motives? Like, does she have to be so cruel and mean to Cinderella? I mean, it makes sense, you know, in the fairy tale aspect. But for this movie, I kind of wish there was more of a reason to why she was so mean to Cinderella. It kind of just seemed just blatantly evil like the whole time it didn't give us a more more insight into why that was the case um so yeah that's kind of one of my gripes with it and then as was typical with uh, disney movies for years the princes are always so one-dimensional um they hardly ever say a word we hardly get to know who they are this one in particular, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any spoken word of dialogue um, other than the song that they sing as a duet, and which I really loved, by the way. That was a beautiful song. But it kind of just adds on to the... I mean, he's not the main character, and it makes sense why they didn't talk, why he didn't talk, and why we didn't get to know him as much. But it still would have been nice to get to know him a little bit more than what we did get. So, well, other than that, all in all, this is a great Disney classic. Um, I fully understand why it, it was so popular when it came out. It totally saved the company. This definitely uh, brought it back to the greatness that it, it was um, with, with Snow White, Bambi, all of those things. So, yeah, I give this movie an 8 out of 10. I think it was a really weird, really well done, put together movie. Although there are a couple problems I had with it. Um, but other than that, it's a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend it. Alright, well, those are my thoughts and feelings about Cinderella. Next time, I'll be discussing the next film for streaming through cinema. And just in time for the Christmas season, I'll be talking about the story of George Bailey and what his life would have been like had he not been born. Starring the always great James Stewart, who I wish were still around. I think he'd be a great actor to get to know. This episode is all about It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Christmas movies ever. Alright, well until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care! Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing through cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.